coming up on One Day at a Time is that you got to love that person for who they are from the day that you actually fell in love with them. Now, if you fell in love with them and decided to be with them because of their potential, then you got a problem. Because I'll tell you one thing, I didn't marry potential, okay? I married patterns. I saw there was patterns in my husband that would get him to be the man that he is today, amen? I didn't marry his potential. I married his patterns of what he did as a father, what he did when I was sick, what he did when I needed him, what he did when I cried, what he did when I said I was hungry, what he did when I told him I had a dream. I married my husband's patterns, not his potential. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Karina F. Daves. As a life coach, I love helping moms achieve their goals with grace. And what that means is that I love working with women and trying to figure out who the heck you were before you invested in all of these roles. Your roles as a mom, as a wife, as an entrepreneur, in your nine to five job. Who the heck were you and where exactly did you freaking lose yourself? I love resurrecting the side of you that is just meant to shine because come on now, you were made for more. And listen, mama, if you're interested in a life coach and getting your life back, figuring out who you are at your core, if you're ready to learn how to create some boundaries from the toxic people that you need to create some distance from or completely disconnect, or even just creating boundaries with habits that no longer are serving you, you're just ready to get your freaking life back and live it to the fullest, then head over to my website and apply for us to work together through my private one-on-one coaching program. I cannot wait to hear from you. I can't wait to hear from you because at the end of the day, our shared experiences, our shared testimonies is what's really going to elevate and propel each other in our communities. This podcast, these blogs, these squares on Instagram that you see, they're all intended to build community and serve you. I could care less about the numbers. What I care about is providing value and building up women like you. Before we get started, if you're not following me on Instagram yet, head over to my handle at Karina F. Daves or on TikTok, also at Karina F. Daves. If you're enjoying this podcast, make sure you subscribe to it, leave me a review and share it with all of your amigos. Do whatever you want with it, but know that this podcast is specifically made for you, for you to feel seen, for you to feel heard. It's all for you, mama. Te quiero con todo mi corazón. Amigas, ¿cómo están? My name's Karina F. Daves. I'm a life coach and the podcast host of One Day at a Time. And today's episode is I'm still married. <laughs> I'm still married, amigas and amigos for y'all listening. Listen, I got a job in January and uh, I've been a little absent on my podcast I used to record once a month and now I record whenever I can. And, and if that's where you are in your life, can I get it just an amen? You do what you can, you show up with what you can and that's it. But today I want to talk about the fact that I'm still married. Okay. Let me just back up and give you a little bit of history. Next month, my husband, Terrence and I will be completing, not completing. Damn. I sound so like businessy. My husband and I will be, I guess it is completing, right? We'll be celebrating our 10-year anniversary, and that's big for us. I don't know how big it is for him, 
but it's big for me. If you come from divorced parents, <laughs> can I get an emoji that that resembles your divorced parents or upbringing? Because um, I don't want to. I don't want you to give me an amen about that. But I come from a very long family of divorcees. My parents are divorced. My parents' parents are divorced. Like literally both sides of my grandparents are divorced. Let If I had 20 aunts and uncles, they're all divorced and remarried. There is one set, actually two sets that are not. They're still happily married. I think they're going on like year 20. But everybody else in my life is divorced. And so my parents actually got divorced back in 1997 um, December of 1997 and I was about 10 years old and, uh, it was 10 years. So my parents were actually only married for 10 years, knew each other before that, like growing up on each other's block and stuff. And so for me, I've always been really scared, not of getting married. I've always been really scared of getting divorced. Isn't that crazy? And not to say that divorce is a bad thing because my parents, are amazing people, are amazing parents, but just weren't right for each other. And I think getting divorced was the best thing that they could have ever done for themselves and for their children, right? Me and my sister included. And so today I want to talk a little bit about the top four things that allows me to still be married today. All right, you ready? Who's ready? It's going to be short and sweet because you know our life is fast and you ain't got time to be listening to a 60-minute podcast, okay? This is going to be tops, 15, 20 minutos, no more than that, all right? Numero uno, hi, everybody. Numero uno, number one thing that I realized I needed to do in order to remain married is have privacy in my marriage. You see, I grew up in a household where there was a lot of chisme, and we shared a lot. We shared a lot of information, a lot of our feelings. Había muchos secretos. Y todo el mundo confiaba en everybody. Everybody confided in each other. Con el vecino, con la tía, con el primo. It was like anything that you did was a group project. And so when I got married, I remember it sort of began that way where like I didn't know what it was like to be married. I was married either at 24 or 25 and I was pretty young. And so for me, I grew up sharing a lot of stuff, right? Like that's how I related to my friends and my family. And so when I got married, I didn't really realize how important being private or having privacy in your relationship really mattered. Now, this advice right here doesn't go for any couple that feels that their relationship is toxic or that there's some type of danger in their relationship. Like this is not if this is not for you. This is seemingly for a healthy relationship in which you have healthy arguments and you really are building with each other. And so because my husband and I were so young, we had a difficult time with this at first, right? Because we were so used to confiding in in a lot of different people and our best friends that we grew up with and our family members. And what I realized was, or what we both realized was that we really needed to do this group project as two people, the two people that decided to be with each other for the rest of their lives. Like our marriage was not, and I repeat, 
was not a group project for or with us, my parents, his parents, and everybody else. And I'll never forget this one time. I think we must have been married. It was still hot. So we got married in October. And maybe like a couple weeks later, right? I guess we showed up to his mom's house and um, we must have gotten into some type of argument and his mom must have seen it. And so she said to my husband, Sam, Karina, get in the car. And so I was like, oh my God, what did we do? So we get in the car in the backseat of her car and my mother-in-law drives us to this park and she parks the car and she turns around and she says to us, I don't know what it is that is wrong with you all. But whatever it is, you do not have to talk about it with me or anybody else. But you sure as hell need to figure it out. And you need to figure out how you're going to fix it. You need to figure out how you're going to work together. Because the bond that you guys have is special. And nobody else needs to come in between that. Not even me, not your dad, not your parents, Karina, nobody. But what I saw you guys have on your faces today, I don't even know what we looked like, but I know we had just argued. She said, what you guys looked like today is not what God nor anybody else on this earth wants. You guys don't resemble marriage today. So figure it out. (laughs) And Miss Candy turned around. She put the car in reverse, reverse out the park parking lot, went to her house, got out the car, we got out the car, and acted like nothing ever happened. And I'll never forget that. Because it was like the first time that somebody had put me in my place without asking me any questions. Like, it didn't feel like an interrogation. She wasn't being nosy. She wasn't doing anything. She had just seen two young kids make a commitment a few weeks before that. And she wanted to make sure that we were on the right track. And so my first piece of advice to you and the fact as the fact to why we're still here married 10 years later is because we began to practice privacy in our marriage. You understand? Number two, I would say is expectations. So I am a recovering perfectionist and I also am a recovering controller and I like things done a certain way by a certain time. And I also come from, you know, my husband and I, we come from two different worlds. He always says like, I'm book smart, he's street smart. And so I'm very methodical. I'm very like, I'm more of like a square and he's more like a risk taker. And like he sees when people are about to, you know, pull one on him. Like we just operate very differently. And I think that on both ends, you know, when I moved in with my husband, he expected me to not be as giddy right? Which is how he describes me, be this person that like walked in the room and was like, hey, how everybody's doing? And he wanted me to tone that part down of myself, which is like the part that he fell in love with, right? Weirdly. And so when we moved in together, 
And I would go to like the 7-Eleven or quick check late at night. And, you know, the cash register, the cash register person wasn't as nice. My husband would be like, why do you say hi to everybody? Why do you like hold the door for everybody? And I'm like, that's who I am. Like I spread joy. Like I love to love. Like that's just who I am. And I remember like he just had this expectation of me to really put up my guard the way he was. And then my expectation of my husband was that he would be sort of like not kinder, but like me <laughs> and I would want him to like listen to NPR and crap and you know thinking back we both had these expectations of each other when we started our marriage that nobody ever spoke about you know like I wanted my husband to be a little bit more like me and he wanted me to be a little bit more like him and it wasn't until that came to a stop that we could actually be ourselves or go go back to being the person that each other fell in love with. You understand? So like you are going to date people, you are going to fall in love with people. And what I want to remind you of is to stay in love with those people. There's going to be parts of you that are going to want to influence them, that are going to want to share things with them to better them, but you can't change nobody. And I say this with so much love, you got to stop trying to change people. There's a difference between getting something out of somebody that is already there, that God already planted there, that is being orchestrated there, that, that, that is meant to come to life and that you are the conduit that God is using to, to, to bring that to life. That's one thing, okay? That, that's the Holy Spirit. That's God. That's, you, that's God using you and your partner, right? But then there's another part of it that is strictly dictated by control and your controlling nature and your desire that doesn't align with that person's journey to want them to be something that God isn't ready for them to be, or God doesn't want them to be. You see, you fell in love with this person. So my advice to you tonight as to why I'm still married, and this is something that I've struggled with as I'm sharing with you, is that you gotta love that person for who they are from the day that you actually fell in love with them. Now, if you fell in love with them and decided to be with them because of their potential, then you got a problem because I'll tell you one thing. I didn't marry potential. Okay. I married patterns. I saw there was patterns in my husband that would get him to be the man that he is today. Amen. I didn't marry his potential. I married his patterns of what he did as a father, what he did when I was sick, what he did when I needed him, what he did when I cried. What he did when I said I was hungry, what he did when I told him I had a dream. I married my husband's patterns, not his potential. So if you're in a relationship right now in your life where you're disappointed because the person that you're with isn't meeting your quote unquote expectations, then let me tell you something. You are in a relationship for potential, not for patterns. And you need to ask yourself if that's the relationship God wants you to be in. Okay, let me back up. <laughs> let me back up. Numero tres, why we're still married after 10 years is Terrence and I decided to do something completely different in our marriage that nobody had ever done. 
And it was something that I wasn't scared of because I'm a social worker. And so for me, going to therapy wasn't difficult. But for my husband, it was the hugest, like, I'm telling you, weeks and weeks of talking to him. And I said, the one thing that I'm not going to do is convince you or force you into something that you feel you're not ready for. So when you're ready for us to try something radically different in our marriage besides sitting here and talking to each other and you feeling a certain way about me and and me feeling a certain way about you and we're just going circles and circles creating these seeds aka you know but kids bringing these kids into these lives like into this world like until you're ready for us to do that you know we can't grow. And I can't force you. And that's one thing that that I really learned also early on is I can't force my my husband to be anybody that he doesn't want to be. You got to let people live. Okay. People have free will, even in your marriage. <laughs> okay. That, that should be like known, but I'm just here to remind you. So anyways, my husband says to me, and we did a TikTok on this, um, at Karina F. Daves on TikTok. If y'all want to see it, it's tagged there about our therapy journey. So my husband says to me, okay, nothing that we're doing is working. Talking isn't working. Going for car rides isn't working. Space isn't working. Um, Going out for date nights isn't working. Vacations isn't working. Like when I tell you, we tried everything. He says, nothing is working. So let's try therapy. Why not? He said, but I have one condition. And I'm like, here we go. What's your condition? And he says, the therapist needs to look like me. And I said, fair, very fair, very fair. So here I go looking for a black male therapist. And I don't know why I thought it was going to be easy, but it took me a few weeks to find one. And I found Dr. Carr in, uh, I don't know if he's still in Union, New Jersey, but I know he's virtual. Dr. Carr is an amazing man. He's like, I don't know, 70 something years old. And uh, we went with our three month old baby, Terrence Jr. And I arrived with a blanket, put the baby on the floor. And I don't know, a part of me felt like I had the upper hand because I was a social worker. And, you know, we went to this therapist and like, hopefully he was going to believe me. (laughs) And I remember having that sense of attitude and it was wrong. So we arrive and after a couple sessions, our therapist says to us, you know, it's funny, neither one of you actually have a problem with each other. And I was like, what? Like, we've been married for, I think it was like two years at that time, um, or maybe three. He's like, you know, yeah, you guys actually don't have any issues with each other. You have, are still not over your parents' divorce. And you have daddy issues. And we both looked at Dr. Carr like, what? And he's like, yeah, none of the issues that you guys are talking about, like stupid stuff, like schedules and pickup and dinner, all that stuff is is superficial. And both of you have already demonstrated how strong-willed you are to figure all that out. What we really need to dive into is why you're still upset with your father and why you, at the age of whatever, are still not over your parents' divorce. 
Hey mama, if you're interested in a life coach or getting your freaking life back and figuring out who you are at your core, if you're ready to learn how to create some boundaries from all these toxic people and you just need to create some distance or completely disconnect from them and you're ready to live your life to the fullest, then head over to my website and apply for us to work together to my private one-on-one coaching program. I seriously cannot wait to hear from you. I can't wait to hear from you because at the end of the day, it's these experiences, these testimonies that really elevate and uplift each other in our community. And if you're looking for some dope freebies, also head over to my website at KarinaFDays.com and download the freebies there on webinars, how to start a podcast. I give you my top 10 tips and even a self audit to actually analyze where you are in your life and if you've lost yourself. Te quiero mucho, chica. Hope to hear from you soon. And I remember uh, feeling this like, I don't know, punch. Like somebody had opened up the only box of secrets that I had left inside of me. And it was open and raw for the whole world to see. Because I don't talk about my parents' divorce that much. And so I was already married. I was a mom. Why would my parents' divorce affect me if it happened when I was 10? And uh, it's the weirdest thing. And therapy, therapy was one of the things that saved our marriage and is what is allowing me to talk about it today almost 10 years later. And over the next several years, Terrence and I have undergone countless hours of not just marriage therapy, but individual therapy. So what was interesting about that therapy journey was that we did a lot of couples therapy, but my husband then ended up doing a lot on his own and uncovering his own things, right? Whether it was his feelings of shortcomings as a man, as a provider, his relationship with his father, things that somebody like me really couldn't talk to him about. He needed somebody else. He needed somebody that didn't know him. It's like the weirdest thing with therapy. It just feels so much better to talk about things with somebody who will never tell you that they're judging you. I hope they wouldn't. And if they do, you need to report them. But who will never tell you that they're judging you and who literally is the most unbiased person and who should be. And that's what therapy did for us. It allowed us to see that we truly didn't have many issues with each other. We had a lot of issues with ourselves and our own unhealed trauma. And so therapy was life-changing for us. And uh, the last thing that got us here, which I could have mentioned first, but is the key to everything, is the secret to my marriage still working. And I know it's... um, It's something that I'll never deny. 
And here's what I'll say is that your marriage needs a cornerstone. Your marriage needs a home base to go to, to fill it up. Your marriage needs a place that has guidelines on how to love each other, on how to live with each other, on how to deal with your anger towards each other, on how to raise your children. Your marriage needs that. And I can't tell you that this is what you need to do, but I can tell you that it's the only thing that's worked for me. And I'll never deny it. God is the third knot in my marriage. And uh, without him, nothing is possible. When Terrence and I got married, we were on different tracks of our faith. I was heavily involved in our church and I had already done a lot of uh, mission. I had done a missions trip um, and I was a volunteer and I was studying scripture in a different way. Um, and I had grown up Catholic and a couple years before I met Terrence, probably only like maybe three or two, I had really slowly gotten back into my walk with God. And so when I met Terrence, I had already known him, by the way, that's a different story for a different podcast. But um, I told him that I couldn't marry him unless he loved God. And he knew that. And he said he loved God and he believed in Jesus. And so I knew that his walk looked a lot different. And I think that there was a part of me that wanted our journeys to look the same or be on the same track. And I think that, if anything, that was very selfish of me because as much as God united us together, you know, God was speaking different things to us in our hearts based on what we needed. And I think it's very important that you're okay with that. You know, it, it wasn't like I married somebody who didn't believe in God and I married him hoping that he would convert like that wasn't the case you know um but for me 10 years down the road we're still married because of our faith because of how heavily our faith plays in our marriage there's been so many times where i really didn't think we were going to work out and there were so many words that god put on terence's heart that didn't necessarily quote unquote like convince me to stay but changed my heart in a way that I couldn't even believe that he was getting these types of messages through his own prayer like I hope I'm explaining this right but your marriage in essence needs a cornerstone needs a guide needs a home base to go to and for me and Terrence that's God that's Jesus that's our faith and whatever that is to you it needs it because if not you're just like two people just floating around. You know what I'm saying? Like when you argue, you don't have something, you don't have like a foundation of like things to hold tight to, if that makes sense. And so I pray that that your marriage has that, right? Um, anyways, I hope this podcast helped. And uh, tonight I really wanted to share with you 
all the ways and all the reasons of why 10 years later I'm still married. And uh, let me just recap them for you. One, privacy. Keep y'all marriage private. <laughs> Numero dos, expectations of each other. You got to let them go and love the person that you fell in love with. Don't forget about that person. That person is so special. Numero tres, therapy is what saved my marriage and why I'm still here. And the most important is Jesus, God. If it, if it wasn't for our relationship, which is extremely different than religion, let me tell you that, <laughs> okay? I don't care if you know scripture like the back of your hand. I don't care if you go to church every Sunday. I don't care what you do. You can know all of that and still not have a relationship with Jesus. Amen. Okay. There is only three people that I believe in God, the father and the son, the Holy spirit. Like that's all I believe in. Okay. And you can't tell me that because I don't know a certain verse, I don't love God. Cause I do. If it wasn't for God and the thing that God has orchestrated in my marriage, I wouldn't be here tonight telling the story. And uh, listen, if you follow me on Instagram, I've made a whole bunch of lives with my husband about what has gotten us here. Um, we have reels together on TikTok, on Instagram. Feel free to DM me. You know, I, I, I do this work because I really want to change hearts. You know, I, I really want to break people from the chains of things that they've been manipulated to believe about themselves. You know, a lot of us in this world have been shepherded by the world to believe that we can't change, that we don't uh, deserve anything more than what we have. And that's just simply not true. And so for many of us tonight, if you're not in a relationship or if you're in a relationship that isn't serving you, uh, I just want to ask like, what you going to do about it? What you going to do about it? What you going to do about the relationship that you're in? That's not for you. Because you got to do something. Because it's not serving you. And it ain't you. It's not who God wants you to be. You're, it's not valuing. You're not valuing your time. You deserve more. And I hope that this message finds you. And I hope that my words pierce through your heart tonight because you deserve more. Okay. Listen, if you're at a space in your life where you feel like you're lost and uh, you want to get your freaking life back, book a sales call with me in my bio. I, I want to help you. I want to help you come back to home base. I want to help you have a cornerstone. I want to help you live your life. Not live it on anybody else's expectations, your mama, your daddies, your tia, your primos, nobody's expectations but your own, okay? You deserve a fulfilling life because you're magical. You're a boss. You're amazing. You're epic. You know you are. Why are you listening to these sad-ass people telling you otherwise? <laughs> Don't listen to them, okay? Listen. If I had a dollar for every single time I read a post or email that was like, your podcast is going to suck because you don't record every week, psh, I would be rich. Don't, or something of that iteration. I can't do it all. And I don't want to do it all. I don't want to do it all. 
And if you don't subscribe to my emails, you should because they're bomb. So go to KarinaFDaves.com, subscribe to my newsletter. There you'll get a little bit more of me and my insight and maybe get some chuckles or some enlightenment or some inspiration, okay? My name's Karina F. Daves. I am a life coach for women and the podcast host of One Day at a Time. Feel free to subscribe to my podcast on Apple iTunes or anywhere else, Spotify, that you listen to your podcast. Share it with all of your amigos and, um, you know, live your life. Truly live your life. Um, follow me on Instagram or TikTok at Karina F. Daves. And um, I love you. I love you guys. I love you all. Thank you so much for being so patient with me and sharing my journey with me it means the world to me that I have a community of people that are new, are old, are not like older. I'm just saying like new or been with me for a while. And I feel so much love and understanding, you know, um, and no matter how many breaks I take and I take them. I take him. I'm never going to, I'm not going to burn out. My back hurts from going to the gym right now. I'm not going to burn out. Today, I wanted to talk about something special because I felt like it. And um, I'm not going to do anything otherwise. And so I just want to thank you for, um, for just so much of your love and compassion. And I do have something to tell you. And um, whatchamacallit, uh, it's like, super special but um so I started my podcast April 2020 and that was two and a half years ago and although it may seem like a marker that should be made within the first six months you know I had a new baby I had a new husband I didn't have a new husband but I had a new house so it felt like I had a new husband um and today I actually reached 10,000 downloads on my podcast which is super special for me because um, I felt like in that moment when I saw it on my screen that it wasn't about me. It was about every other freaking woman that was out there that's ever wanted to start something like a podcast and was told that it, that they needed to do it a certain way, that they needed to record every single week or, you know, record twice a week. Like I get it. Metrics are metrics, but you know what? The Holy Spirit has built you a certain way and you will impact and reach the people that you need to reach eventually. And today, I don't know. That was a beautiful moment for me. 10K downloads after two and a half years of this podcast was a special thing for me. And like I said, I can't do it all. You can't do it all. You got to do one day at a time. <laughs> All right. We got sidetracked. Anyways, one little special thing that I always do before I leave is that I pray. Can I pray for you? I'm going to pray anyways. Okay. Thank you, Jesus, for allowing us to fellowship together in community on this podcast. Father God, I ask that you allow the people that can hear my voice tonight to feel safe, to feel safe in your love, to feel safe in your arms. I ask that if anybody is calling upon you in the name of Jesus, that you come along their side tonight, that you keep their doors and their windows safe, that you keep their children safe, Father God, that you shepherd over their relationships, that you shepherd over their marriage. If there's anybody tonight that's healing from a divorce or going through a separation, Father God, I ask that you heal their hearts and take away any freaking judgment that is around them. You understand, Father God? I ask that you protect them from any of the enemy's lies of making them believe that they're anything less than the child of God. 
Jesus. Do not let judgment fall upon them. Give them only peace. Give them only love. Give them only compassion. Give them only the ability to forgive. Jesus, we thank you. We thank you for this life. You're the only person that I know that will forgive us from straying away from you every single time. And I love you for that. You're my homeboy. (laughs) You really are. I love you, Jesus. In your name we pray. Amen. Okay. All right. Have a wonderful night, amigos. Los adoro con todo mi corazón. I love you so much. Again, my name is Karina F. Daves. I'm a life coach and the podcast host of One Day at a Time. Feel free to subscribe to it on Apple, iTunes, Spotify, or anywhere. Or go to my website, KarinaFDaves.com, and subscribe to my newsletter. And if you feel like you need a life coach in this season of your life, feel free to DM me. Send me a smoke signal. I don't care what it is. Book a sales call with me in the link of my bio. Te adoro con todo mi corazón.